Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. I want to speak um, the next while a little bit on uh, spiritual gifts. I want to speak about the fact that God gifts gift and entrust us with amazing things. Uh, and what I want to do tonight is almost like, um, how can I say it? It's I'm going to take a very I'm going to start with quite a, quite a conservative approach to this and point to many of the pitfalls when it comes to this so that as we grow and as we go, we can be so wise and allow the Holy Spirit to show us in the way we should go with His sensitivity and His wisdom. And so tonight, we're not going to get to specific gifts and how it works. We're going to get to that. But what we're going to do tonight is almost like the... We're going to set the, the prequel to the series. We're going to give, I'm going to give a nice big background. Um, maybe not so much a background as taking two thoughts that seem to be contradictory and just put it in its place. We said it a while back, wisdom from God gives us the ability to put amazing things in its place. All right? Um, Kierkegaard is a, as a theologian, he says the following. He says, any, his, his definition of sin is anything, and then he specifically says, any good thing exalted into the place of God. That's sin. Family can be sin if family takes the place of God. Yet who's the one that gives family? God is the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's the one that gives us finances, means to buy food, yet it can be sin once it becomes God. So we can talk about every amazing thing from God. I'm just going to smash this from the start. Your, relationships with the, your relationship with the gifts of the Spirit can be a sinful one, though it is gifted from God if it takes the place of God. Six, let's, let's lay it straight, can be the cause of incredible sin if it takes the place of God. Leads you into a place of having a wrong relationship with it, yet it comes from God, delicately given to us as an amazing thing in a marriage. So we can go. And walk through every single thing that God gives. Your voice from God can be your greatest sin once it takes the place of God. Your body, right, can be the cause of sin once it takes the place of God. What's the thing we worship most? The thing you see in the mirror, right? So spiritual wisdom only through the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to place good things in its place because it's easy to deal with obvious sin. 
ja, jy moet nie krek rookie, ons het dit. <laughs> okay, it's a good starting point. But it's a starting point, it's easy. What about the good things? The man lives in the gym, basically lives there. He says, nee, die Bible sê, moet mooi na jou lichaam kyk. He's right when he says that. But you know it's wrong, right? Okay. Father, I just want to thank you for this moment. Just handing over to you. Give us your heart, Jesus. Give us your heart. We want to worship you out of our hearts. And then we want to serve you and the people out of our hearts. In obedience to you, keeping you as everything in our lives in which we worship unto and serve unto. Nothing, nothing, nothing will take your place in this place. Not even our, the way we do things here. We'll change it if you tell us. What is important here is your opinion of us. And may we be a pleasing aroma unto you. In the name of Jesus, amen. The heart behind the gift. The heart behind the gift. Now, um, and I kind of said it in a way, and let's talk about it, we're not shy. Let's talk about intimacy between, uh, for example, uh, a man and a woman, or for that matter, whichever way today, you never know. I grew up believing that that sex is wrong when I was a young boy. I grew up believing it was wrong. Uh, someone, I was still in primary school, one of the guys came there with a magazine full of naked women. And we've never seen something like that in our lives. And immediately I felt this is wrong. My parents didn't sit me down and shared with me how God created marriage and what a wonderful thing intimacy between a man and a woman is. So for me, it was almost, almost like it's a chacha thing, you know. And the reason for that is because the way the enemy has taken that precious gift and used it to absolutely break lives, break marriages, break children. People today in their 40s are still traumatized sometimes if they were molested when they were below five years old. That's 40 years later. That's how powerful this thing is. And this was supposed to be a blessing to bring a man and a woman so close together that they experience something that we are supposed to have with God. Brings us in unity. Brings joy into relationship. Care, gentleness, patience, beauty. Yet can be so destructive. And the same is true with the gifts of the Spirit. I'm sorry that I use such a, this example about intimacy, it's, it's so bad, but it's so good, because we all know, we all know what I'm talking about. But the same is true with, with the spiritual gifts. It has been used and abused across the face of this planet that people 
generally respond in two ways to it. The one way is to say, I've got the gift. You basically submit to me because my gift is more powerful than yours. And if you will not respect the way I move with my gift and the way things work here, then there's a door. Okay? Uh, it has made, at certain times, our faith a spectacle where people walk around like dogs and bark. Okay? It's been at the center of fraud, money, stealing from the poor because he needs a jet. I don't understand that. It's, it's not necessary. All right? You can fly with the other people. And, and so it's given not only the gifts a bad name, but actually our faith. Okay, so sometimes we as Christians are very badly represented by others, so we should pray. So the one side is like, Yo, you're less spiritual than me, so I don't want to hear from you. The other side is we're just going to stop everything altogether. Altogether, we're not going to go there. We're not going to talk about it. When we read over it, we read it superficially, sentimentally, and we just get to other stuff. And I don't think that's also the way that we're supposed to deal with it. It's not, I don't think. I know it's not the way. The answer for misuse is not to cease, is to seek the proper use for which God had intended it and see God's hand bringing redemption to each and everything out there that might be misused in the world to see redemption in this place. The last two weeks, this thing has just been coming back into my mind. How would a community look like where money was no idol? Just imagine, just imagine a community where money is no idol. How would it look like? We're supposed to look around and say like this. We've got a long way to go. How will a community look like where sex is not an idol? Where a husband leaving his wife is, is not an option. How, how will it look like? Not, a, not an option forced on you, but a heart connection that will never break. We should look and say, like this. Listen, if you've been through a rough patch, if you've been through a divorce, allow God to help you heal. He can restore you and take you forward. Amen. Please don't feel condemned. It's not what I'm saying. How should a community look like where status is not an idol? Where the person you invite over to your home does not need to be on your social level. Well, we should be able to look around and say like this. We've got a long way to go. How should a community look like that engages with the gifts of God in such a way that when the gifts have operated, people walk away and say, I felt close to Jesus tonight. We should be able to look around and say, this is how it should look. We've got a long way to go and to grow. Are you with me? Right, let's go. So, thought number one. I'm starting at the end and I'm finishing at the end. Just open your heart and, and let this fall on good soil. I'm starting with a statement. The gifts of God are good and we should pursue it. If anything is called from God, it, it must be good, all right? For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God who is in you through the laying on of hands, right? Where's the gifts from? 
God. What should you do? Fan it into flame. Afrikaans sê, wakker die gave aan. Okay? So, God gives it, and then you blow on the little flame and allow it to grow. Right. 1 Corinthians 14. Pursue love and earnestly, Afrikaans sê, behaag, and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Mm. All right? It's from God and desire it. Making quite a strong statement here. Let's go on. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. Who gives it? The same spirit. Okay, so it's, it's given by God for us to stir up. It comes as the spirit takes ownership of these specific gifts. We're going to get to another, another set of gifts in a second. Here we are. Oh, in Afrikaans. Wonderful. Daarom sê hy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Toe hy opgevaar het, Pauline, give me a second, I'll do this in English just now. <laughs> Toe hy opgevaar het in die hoogte, het hy gevangenis gevangen geneem en gaves aan die mense gee. When he ascended, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. That's what the scripture says. Okay. Who are they speaking about here? Jesus. So, Jesus is a giver of gifts and the Spirit is a giver of gifts. Okay, that's, that's quite a strong case. And you are asked by the Scripture to stir up what has been placed in you. All right. Now, let's go to the other side. Let's talk about the warning concerning spiritual gifts. Because what we see in Scripture is that truth always stands in close tension with one another, which means the spirit must come in and make it connect. It's always the same with many things. Should we be patient now or should we discipline now? Is patience good? Yes. Is discipline good? Yes. What should we do? We're not sure. Lord, please help us and guide us. Should this person be allowed time and grace and patience or is grace to discipline? It looks like opposite things, but when the spirit comes, there's wisdom. Now, let's look on the other side. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we did not, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many wide, mighty works in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. That's a powerful verse that suddenly, if all those previous statements caused you to be very excited, it's almost like balloons in this place, and suddenly there's an anchor bringing them together. Listen up very carefully. And it almost grounds and put a very serious weight to this thing of gifts. It shows us right here that God can do what he will. And in scripture, we see him even moving with a gift through a person that's not a believer. And those gifts can be miraculous. I'll show it to you in a second. More warnings before we bring it together. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Now in the pagan temples, they bang these drums or these cymbals to awaken the gods. We're praying to you. Look at what we're doing. Wake up, wake up. All right. And uh, what what the writer here says, Paul says, in a sense, when people that's not, in a relationship with God, practice gifts, it, it can literally be like symbols banging to a God that's not the living God. It's very dangerous. 
And if I have prophetic powers, check this out, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, that, uh, all faith, read the text, it's, it's incredible. So as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am. What was the worth of all those gifts? It doesn't register. <laughs> it does not count if at the end he says, I love you but you never loved me. I don't know you. Serious warnings. And I think what we should take at this moment is never, ever, ever let the gift of a person cause you in your heart to decide how close to God they are or not. It is totally irrelevant to closeness to God. Are you hearing me? It's, it's one thing, and closeness to God is another thing. True story. I'm not going to say the man's name. He's not even, I mean, he's an overseas, but let's, it's not necessary to shame, because I don't know where he is today or what he's doing. This man gets on stage. Literally, miraculous healings happen. Crazy man, he literally kicks the people, but he kicks them into healing. I'm, I'm not kidding. Incredible healings. But the people from the local town, they don't go to the meetings. People drive in two, three, four, five hundred kilometers. They ask the local people, why don't you go to the place where that man's preaching? They say, that drunk that sits in the bar at the evening until late, Chatting away with the people, laughing, screaming, Hantakira, not going to what is presenting. Yet they're seeing these gifts happening. Just listen to what I'm saying. Don't let gifts or being gifted equals closeness or devotion to Christ. It may be two things. We pray not. Are you with me? Then the Lord opened the mouth of a donkey. And she said to, uh, it's a female donkey. Can you believe it? She said to Balaam. Do they do that, female donkeys? Do they talk? Only in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> what have I done to you that, I, that you have struck me these three times? God can cause his gifts to move where he wants, when he wants, if needed. There's more, here's more, uh, Proof. But the magi magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret art. The first few plagues in Exodus, go check it out. Moses and Aaron performs the miracle. The magicians the same. Okay. Okay. Now, can you feel the tension, everyone? Stir up that gift. That gift is from God. Go for it. Earnestly, earnestly desire yet. Do not be measured by your gift. Lord, I've done all these things. I do not know. You should feel a great tension. And this is what the tension should cause you to do. It should cause you to go into your inner room and build a relationship with Jesus. That's what this tension asks of you. Go into your room. 
you can meet in a public place here, but you have to be in your room for the seven other mornings. Amen? Go into your room and learn to know and love your Savior. It is the start and it will never finish until the end. And I've just asked this question, how does the gospel interpret the use of a gift? Now the gospel, I just quickly summarize it for you here and just move with me here in your mind. The gospel is the good news that Jesus died in my place to pay for my sins and lived in my place to acquire my righteousness before God. Jesus lived for me, he died for me. Now, let's say, for example, you go into your room. If we can go to the next slide. And you open your Bible at, at, at Ephesians and you read that. Are you just focusing on what Jesus has done for you? Just focusing on Thanksgiving. Maybe your circumstances is terrible. You're just connecting with God. Now you read, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us, for by grace you have been saved. Through faith, this is not of your own doing, it's a gift. And what if you become undone in your room and you say, Lord, I stand before these people and preach and look like I have it together, but I remember the day when you grabbed me. If you did not take me that day, if you did not allow me to, to change my heart, where would I be today? Would I still be married? Would I, would, would, would I be caught in substance abuse, where, where would I be? And now your heart starts to worship. Like, Lord, just thank you between me and you that you came to save me. How great is your kindness towards me? It, it, it just, it's like waves. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And what happens if you leave your room and allow the gifts to work through you once you exit that room? How are you going to minister? I only have three points tonight. Number one, you're going to worship or allow, excuse me, you're going to allow your gifts to work through the kindness that God has shown you. Heart worship produces a kindness that invites the working of our gifts. What that means is if you're a gifted arrogant person. You can speak to people, but not to people who knows you. Amen? If in your inner room, you connect with God through the truth of a gospel and the kindness that Jesus has worked towards you is growing in you, and the people know you in your heart, they want your gift. You can pray for me. You can prophesy over me. What do you sense on your heart for me? You see, kindness is a great truck to deliver tons of truth. Sachmoedigheid. Langmoedigheid. Patience. Lord, as your kindness has come upon me, I have this gift. I've got the gift of speaking to people, maybe to be an evangelist. But Lord, from kindness, let my heart and my gift go through. I love those people. Okay, I, I'm, a, I'm a sinner. I really love people. And I ask God to work in me so that my gift is, ne is never the most important thing in the room, but the person. 
and people pick it up. If you want to be used by God in gifts, which you should, you are always third. It's God, it's the people you're serving, and then it's you. So one of the things I believe the Holy Spirit is showing to us in this moment is let the kindness of God marinate around our giftedness. And we can go, practice it, practice it, practice it, and ask for it and stir it up. Amen? Does that make sense? You know how hard that was in Afrikaans to speak about kindness because they have friendlikheid, langmoedigheid, and goedertierendheid. It is just hard to put it together in one. So I actually had the word kindness up there this morning. But the Afrikaans police were gracious to me. I blow as If then I, going to the next point, if then I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done. The most gifted individual that ever walked the face of the earth, Jesus Christ, any diseased, be healed. What can I do for you? Lord, that I may walk, get up. Lord, that I may see, eyes open. Lord, we're hungry, food. He is the greatest miracle worker. He gives us an example of walking in the gifts of God. Born in a manger, does not own a private jet. Does not even own his own horse. They fetch a donkey in a colt. We are in trouble. You understand why the charismatic world's got a bad rap? The greatest man to ever speak and touch people, the lowest of them all. How do we miss this? One day I'm, I'm talking and God just speaking to me that week about humility and I said, I, um, I said listen, uh, we, we really want you to belong to a church but you really don't have to come to this church. We just want to serve you. We want you to find a place. A gentleman comes to me and says, you don't have to talk. You don't have to talk. You don't have to talk. I told him I will not have this conversation with him. I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't see that from Christ. I'm here to wash. God adds you here. You want to get on your knees and wash with me and the other people, please. We're not selling something here. We're giving our lives. But what if we can minister from this place the delicate gifts of God? Can you see that it can work? Can you see that it will be safe? Can you see that lives will invite it and that it will change lives. Paul in Romans 12 lists a whole lot of gifts. We call them the gifts of the Father. It's often gifts you can see in people quite naturally. Go read it for yourself. We'll do it a bit later. 
He says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, and he's not trying to be sarcastic. He's just saying, for everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Just after that, he lists the gifts because he knows some of his gifts carry immense weight. And if the person that carries this gift minister from a place of pride, he will hurt the other person. And so he says, don't think too much of yourself. Minister from the bottom up. And hearts will open. We, we changed. Uh, who, who went on Zim missions last year? You know, we changed in the past. In the early 2000s, we already w- went to Zim. We took our teams there and we said, listen, we'll tell you what to do here. Ludwig was already he was a young man. We said, we come from Stellenbosch. We'll tell you what to do how to have church. We've changed. We now ask, what do you need to be done here? How can we love you better? How can we serve you? And it's actually growing because God is blessing that type of ministry. Let us continue. The second thing I want to say when it comes to the gifts, just bringing the anchor between the tension of seek it and watch out is humility opens the heart for instruction, causing the growth of our gifts. I'm very nervous for my slides because some, since I've been using the Afrikaans, my spell checker went away. I'm like, normally I've got these red lines all over the place, but it looks good so far. Can I tell you where, listen, my heart breaks for this. Please hear my heart. You know where some of the most gifted people are operating today around the world? In this town, every town. Some of the most gifted prophetic people, especially those with gifts of speaking, have their own home group where they are the star. They will not work together with others. They will not be told what to do. They will sit their people down. I know this happens. I've been around this block. They are the one with a gift. They will prophesy to each one of them. They are the prophet. They're known as the prophet, the gift carrier. They tell you how to spend your money. They tell you, don't listen to your husband, listen to me. It's, it's junk. You understand why people say, let's leave the gifts alone altogether. We're not allowed to do that. We must seek the heart of God in this. Scripture says the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. What that means is that those with the greater gifts should be in greater accountability. If you want to grow your gift, you're going to have to grow painfully through the process of people telling you, no, we don't do it that way. We don't like to be told, but if you want a great Growth in your gifts. If you want to have, listen, I'm not saying, if you want to have a great ministry, I'm not talking great in the sense of you great. If you want to do great things, okay, you're going to have to be able to work through the process of people telling you, don't practice your gift this way, think about this. When you said that, you were speaking the truth, but you sounded arrogant. Then you should be willing to walk. Or, or what happens is people say, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm starting my own thing where I don't need to grow and where no one tells me. 
Okay. And so scripture says we should be submitted to one another and so the gifts can grow and find a place. If, for example, some of our members, we always say, if you're a member, you can bring a word because we are delicate when it comes to these things. We want to protect you. But let's say a member, someone we know very well, gives a word that's really not from God. We can say, without shaming the person, guys, let, let us just think about that for a moment. We don't sense this from God. And we can have a safe place of dealing with it at that moment. So church is supposed to be that place of safety. Amen? Okay, let's go on. If you want to work for God, you're going to dig veel moet groei. Because you're going to have to be open for instruction. If you think you know everything, your growth has stopped. Be ready to be where you are for the rest of your life. You'll use the same arguments. In 20 years, you'll have the same one-liners. Grow. Get in there. Get down low and get going. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Let's shift the gear here. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Whoever would draw near to God must believe that, he's, that he exists and that he's the reward, he rewards those who seek him. Okay. We need faith here. That's all I'm trying to say there. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you look at that 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy 1, 6, which we read, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. I'm telling you now, it's a work of faith. You're not going to know how this is going to go. It might be a rocky road, but on the other side lies what God has prepared for you. Faith and diligence and stirring up what God has given you. It needs to happen. So the third point I want to make is be obedient. We've been very cautious. We've been very sensitive around community and safety, which is from God. But now we say, so be obedient. Discover and develop your gifts. You are not allowed. Quote me on this. You are not allowed to say because of the misuse of other parties, I'm going to practice non-use. You are disobedient. Because scripture says it clearly. Go one slide back, please, Chris. Thank you, buddy. Stir up the gift that is in you. Fan the flame. That's God's word. And do it right. That's also God's word. When you throw a seed in the ground, tomorrow it's not a tree. There's a growth process. 100%. I'm not saying tomorrow you must be known as Prophet, Prophet Aubrey. Okay? Just, nice verse, okay? All I'm saying is start behind the closed door and say, God, I am yours. I'm scared of this because I don't want to miss it. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to be like some of the people that have practiced gifts and hurt others. No, but will you help me do this right? Here I am. Some of you know that God has been speaking to you. And some of the stuff, he might start with you very basic. Very basic. I'm not, I'm not having a promotional moment here, but it literally, literally might be get on the coffee team. 
because he wants maybe to train a humble heart that can carry a gift. Okay? One of the greatest leaders in the church today says, if a church focuses mainly on spiritual gift, the church will fail. If they focus mainly on relationship of Christ, biblically-based obedience, they will remain and have spiritual gifts. What do you think we're doing? We're going for relationship of God, relationship of his word, relationship with one another. On top of that, okay, Lord, grow, grow, grow. Does that make sense?